0: Hey, it's Sean here, agency veteran turned business strategist, Forbes business coach and host of the growth code podcast, the place to be if you're looking to grow your business that loves you back with more ease and less stress. And I'm here today with Alex Chisnell. Alex is the host of the number one rated podcast, Screw It, Just Do It and founder of Podpreneur. He's a runner. Hello snowboarder and entrepreneur and Alex is fascinated by human potential. He has an incredible story from being flight attendant to the number one business advisor to Richard Branson at Virgin Startup. So Alex, thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on.
0: If I may very briefly introduce our sponsor, Now, I never recommend something that I don't use personally, so I was over the moon when practice got in touch to sponsor the growth code. Imagine having everything you need to smoothly run your coaching or consultancy business all in one place. Invoicing, client notes, actions, even scheduling. Plus, there's a chat function to effortlessly stay connected with clients wherever you are. The thing I love most about it, apart from being the hardest working member of my team, is its simplicity. Less is more, and this tool gives me loads more time to focus on my clients. That's practice with a C for clients, and I will put a link in the show notes. I am so excited, and I can't even hide it, because we're talking about some things that I have also been, you know, very excited by throughout my whole life, being a lifelong learner, entrepreneur, and I know that you have the same belief that we can all be better leaders, better business owners, better people. But where that sometimes comes from, and some of the conversations that I have with clients, um, starts with creating a vision. And so I wanted to start there, if that's okay with you today. And I want to just talk about, um, you know, how you get to where you want to be. And how do you start by creating a vision?
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and and something that that I ask in in my podcast. Screw it, just do it. And it's interesting because some people have that very early on, and it's and it comes from a passion. It comes from a love of something, something that inspires them from an early age. You'll give an example like uh, chemie Olcott, um, Ski Sunday presenter on the BBC, but former four-time Olympian um she got into look I'm onto to skiing and snowboarding again how I've done that straight off the bat we were talking about that off air there you go um and you know she started that as a child and, and even breaking her back at the age of 12 didn't put her off I think when when you're a kid and you're you're lucky enough to know what you you want to do like that you can you can see where you need to get to and if you're in a sport if you're in Something like that is very visual. That you've you've got role models um, and heroes that you can you can see how they got there. There's a blueprint to how you do it. You know, you see someone on TV at the Olympics, and it's like, how do I get there? Okay, you you take lessons, you get a coach, things like that. Others, I think, like myself, discover you know what they really want to do, what really lights them up, really, really later in life. Um, And I think you know you can go through you know a simple exercise for for me um you know very similar to when we're trying to help people start a podcast and it's like you know what do you love you know make a list of stuff that you love make a stuff make a list of things that you have some degree of expertise in and by being an expert i just mean you're you're one step ahead of somebody else you've you've learned more it doesn't mean you're um you know a professor or or anything like that in that subject and I think you know you combine those two, and you can you can find something that you're you're passionate about, something that you have expertise in, and you can see yourself doing for the rest of your life. And then for me, it's a case of finding out somebody who's been there, done that, because let's be honest we're, we're not looking to to reinvent the wheel. Ninety-nine things out of a hundred have been created before. Granted, it's different if it's maybe discovering something like chat GPT or AI. I, you know, take my hat off to that. But most things that we're trying to do, um, it's been done before and it's just finding someone who's, who's ahead of where you want to be. And I typically say somebody who's at least a couple of years, because you might accelerate, accelerate your growth super quick and get there a lot quicker than you realize. If you, you know, find somebody who's been there before, um, you know, get get a mentor, and and by that it just means you you could be buying that person's course, you could be following that person on social media, you could be reading their books, and and that's a mentor. It doesn't mean that you you have to try and get, I don't know, Lewis Howes or Gary Vaynerchuk as a mentor because that might cost you quite a lot of money. But for me, yeah, those are those are a couple of ways I think from completely different ends of the spectrum to try and help you get to where you want to be. And I think it starts as as you you said right at the beginning it starts with a vision and you know some people can find that very very hard to actually visualize where they want to get to and and I'm actually one of those people I don't know about you.
0: I, I do find it hard to visualize actually and while you were talking about that as well I know that some of the things that my clients struggle with is that often from when we're growing up we get pushed into a certain vision because we have expectations from family and friends and school and we, you know, get shown this path. And so we just adopt that as our own. But a lot of the time I'm speaking to people who are more mature, they business owners, they've had a career and they've woken up and realized, is this really what I wanted? And Mm. so there's almost a stopping. I know there certainly was for me. I woke up one day, I had this really big business with, you know 22 staff and I was like hold on that's not that's not what I want and so there's having the vision from when you're a young uh, you know person knowing that you always want to be a skier or you want to be a racing car driver and that that's fantastic but I think sometimes we reach a point in our life where we're like that's not what I wanted so what would you say do you have any steps or do you have a process and you mentioned an exercise that people can do to actually figure out what where do I want to be
1: yeah and I think do you know what's really helpful I remember one of my mentors saying to me that you you need some kind of reframing exercise almost like a template because and you'll know this from from having a business from from having a podcast um, you build this this network of of people, these amazing people that for me, I never would have come across in in any other walk of life that 's why I started my podcast was when I was at virgin startup and it was it was for me to have conversations with people that i wouldn 't normally come into contact with you know um, and through building that network, opportunities arise and you might get offered an opportunity and take it because you know and i 'm guilty as this as an next person i've I've gotten better with it over the last couple of years, but the you know shiny penny syndrome if you think wow this sound this sounds amazing and before you know it you're off on another journey helping somebody do do x, and then as you say, you suddenly realize actually this isn't what I set out to do, and it was Was my mentor at the time, and she'd sold her business to Auto Trader for something like 150 million or 170 million, and and I was going to see her at one of her new businesses, and it was it was a private jet business. So you'd you'd go in for for a mentoring session with her, and 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 the window in the room looked straight out into the hangar where there was a private jet with her husband's name on the tail fin. And he thought, well, that must be pretty inspiring to come to work every day and see see like the fruits of your labors like that. And she said to me, you know, a couple of important things, but she was like, your your podcast, your podcast agency, those aren't the most valuable things that you've got, Alex. The most valuable thing you've got is your network, the network that you've built up through your business and through your podcast. And what are you doing to nurture it? And I was like, "Uh, nothing. And that was one and a very important lesson for me. But two, the second thing she said was, all these opportunities that are coming to you, you need this template. You need to reframe it so that when these opportunities come along, is this going to take me in the direction that I need to go? And I referenced a book recently, which which I read a few years ago, Steve Redgrave, the I think most decorated British Olympian, and they they had a, a mantra where, w- will it make the boat go faster? So any opportunity that came to them, like you've been offered a BBC interview, you've been offered a deal by Red Bull, you've been offered uh, a week in Portugal, whatever it was, it was like, will this make the boat go faster? And if it wasn't going to make the boat go faster, i.e. get you closer to your destination, then it was just a straight no. They didn't even have to think about it, whereas most of us prevaricate, uh, mull this around, kick, kick kick these opportunities around, these ideas around. But I think if you can, up, can come up with something as simple as that to start with, as in if you're sifting through different ideas about, you know, trying to, to work out what your goal is about, you know, how you can get to where you want to be, then quite often, you know, it's those opportunities arise and, and we take them. And I always remember my best friend who was on the phone to yesterday saying, before he knew it, he was doing, working with somebody and doing three things. They were, they were buying a bank, which sounded ridiculous. They were were building 5,000 homes and they're doing something else, three things. And he said, before I know it, I was getting on flights to um, Ukraine at the time, flights to Bulgaria, Romania. I was then getting flights to Manchester to look at this land where we're going to build these houses. And I suddenly realized none of these things are what I want to do. They sound incredibly exciting and sexy you know getting business class flights on Emirates cuz he was living in Dubai at the time all over the place to do this but ultimately none of them were moving him closer to his goal and he'd realized he'd been doing this for a couple of years and at the time it made me really think long and hard about where I was going and I've recently done you know a reframing exercise myself and I think it's you know to to come back to your point about you know what you can what you can do I think it's definitely you know writing in, you know, on a on a blank piece of paper, um, you know, what do you love? What do you not love? Uh, what you, where does your expertise lie? And what are you not good at? And just drawing a line between those, those things um, and, and finding that, that connection. And for me, it was something as simple as like going, I love podcasting. Um, I've had a podcast for six, seven years. Therefore, I have a degree of expertise. Another one was, I love rugby. I've got a r- rugby coaching qualification and putting a line between the two. And then dismissing that as I don't want to be a coach, Um, I don't want to be coaching in rugby because I'd done another iteration of my life as a personal trainer, like when I finished Virgin Atlantic, I'd retrained as a personal trainer, I then specialised in um, rehabilitation and sports injuries and before I knew it, you know, I don't know, a year into that journey, I was like, I'm not really into this anymore. Just telling someone to give me another ten press ups or give me another ten sit ups. You you do that six, seven, eight times a day, and obviously there's more to it than that. But I suddenly realised just because I thought I I had a love of sport and I had a love of helping people, I thought that would be a real easy fit. But that particular fit just wasn't the one for me. And, and ultimately, you know, you're only going to discover what what you're passionate about and and what your goal is by By trying stuff by you know putting yourself in in the position of fear and and doing it, because the worst thing to do, of course, is as i 'm sure you'll agree is, is just sitting on the couch and thinking about what you could do, and thirty years later turning around and regretting that you never took any action whatsoever
0: I just want to go back to something that you said because sometimes we hear this, and maybe sometimes we 've heard it so often that it's a little bit of. Cliche advice, but I just want to repeat what you said earlier about your net worth is your network and to really nurture that relationship. And thank you because I needed that reminder too. Mm. But I want to go back to your story because what's really inspiring about what you've just said, Alex, is, you know, sometimes, like I said, we set off to create these businesses or we set off to create these things in our life. And then we might realize, oh, this isn't my thing. I haven't found my thing yet. But what I love is that you've done so many different things to get to where you are, to finally find your thing and and podcasts. So I think that's a really important message for people out there, because I know that I speak to a lot of people. And even until I found my business coaching, um, I was hung up on this. I haven't found my thing yet. I haven't found my thing yet. Um, So try lots of things, although my clients will know I'm a stuck record for saying one, two, three, too many. So mm. that that point of not taking on too many things and shiny objects um, is is definitely important. Um, tell me about how you've taken the leap. You know what what you've tried all of these things, but to lots of people, you know, taking risks or taking the leap isn't natural it's you know really out of your comfort zone so
1: Mm.
0: what would you say to you know doing that like how do you just take a leap
1: yeah okay and before I do that something that you mentioned there before then I thought I'd just reiterate as well is that I think if you if you can find what you're passionate about and where you have a degree of expertise if you can then think what problems does this industry have what problems does this market have that I'm in be that rugby be that podcasting be that sports coaching whatever it is and then thinking what can I solve what problems can I solve that's going to really help you especially if you're an you have an entrepreneurial mindset and you're, you're of that nature you're a and and look, all of us who are entrepreneurs, business owners, you're ultimately problem solvers. I always remember Al Barrett from Grenade saying something, he said, I literally just put out fires every single day, you know, literally just walk around with a hose putting out fires every day. So I think trying to think of a problem to solve will get you there super quick once you've really drilled down into what you're passionate about and where you think you have a degree of expertise. Um, but to answer that question, yeah, it's, it's funny and I, I never set out to – um. To try lots of things, but I think I've just accidentally um, reinvented myself a number of times along the way. But the funny thing is, is that ultimately I feel like I've I've come completely full circle in that I went from university with the idea of going to become a a BBC journalist. And the first thing I did after university was go for work for BBC Radio Wales and interview. First interview was Lennox Lewis, um, who was world champion uh boxer at the time, which is is quite crazy, kind of thinking back to that, and ultimately, what I'm doing now, the thing that lights me up and I'm most passionate about is my podcast and secondary to that helping other people you know do the same, tell their own story, find their own voice um so I kind of feel i've come come full circle completely accidentally, and maybe if I'd just stayed at the b b c um that wouldn't have happened. You know, maybe it could just would have become a, a job and I would have become bored at doing it. And I think, you know, podcasts are radio under a different name. Hey, look, podcasts, the, 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 the podcast that the BBC has that I found out recently is more successful than all of their radio stations put together, which is bonkers if someone had told them that 10 years ago, you know. So um I think the way I've, the way I've done it, um, for me, has been putting myself outside my comfort zone, has been taking a leap, um, taking a risk. I think my, and we've all got different, you know, we've all got different capabilities when it comes to risk. And I think I'm very risk averse, whereas other people are going to have a high, you know, risk factor. But for me, I've just learned that, you know, once you do take that risk once you do put yourself out of your comfort zone only growth happens the other side of that um you know and I, and I found that out you know it physically by running my first marathon during lockdown on my own which in hindsight again was a ridiculous thing to do um but it you know it made it really did make me re- and we hear this all the time like you say there's things we hear all the time and you just take it as a given and you know that thing that you know you can do anything um you can achieve anything um but it was only really after doing that that i just thought do you know what if i can do that and i did it in like with five weeks training i, I, I literally did 5k 10k 10 miles 13 and a half and then 26.2 miles in five weeks which is ridiculous because then when i did try, try and train to do a marathon. Uh, Which I did last year in New York, it was absolutely brutal actually doing proper training. So, um, but putting yourself out there, I think, putting yourself outside your comfort zone, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Um, And and it's different for everybody, right? Look, when I did it from Virgin Atlantic, I, again, I went all in. I, I went from taking voluntary redundancy and trying to start a business that's what I did in the first one wasn't successful. The second one wasn't successful. Ultimately the third one wasn't successful either. This is like my fourth iteration with the podcast agency. Um, but I, I, I did have, I did have a bit of a, what would be the phrase, um, a safety net in that I had a year salary that I was given by Virgin Atlantic when I left and two years of free travel. That was really the, the attractive bit Why, I, why I left. But, I understand for other people that, you know, that's not possible, you know, and I had a mortgage at the time, I had two small children, and some people would be literally go like, Oh, my God, you must have been mental to do something like that. And I think, you know, that was 2009. And times have changed. Um, You can definitely, I think, start something without having the need to do that. I know plenty of people who've got multiple things on the go at the same time, you know, they've, they've got I don't know, three jobs that they each do, 15 hours for each one, for example. Plenty of people who travel the world just with a laptop. I know plenty of people who live that digital nomad life. And I think maybe if that had been a thing a couple of decades ago, that would have been right up my street. But, you know, I'd never heard of entrepreneurship when I left university. It was never an option at school. It was never an option at university. Never had those people to kind of, Discover through social media, which is how I've kind of discovered those people, I think. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think for me, a number of different ways of doing it. You know, whether you go all in and do it like like I did with it with a safety net or not, or whether you you have that kind of a side hustle and you you build up something on the side is is obviously the far safer route. And when I worked at Virgin Startup, Richard's not for profit business. We had people do both, you know, a whole multitude of ways of doing it. And other people who would keep the full-time job and just work their arse off every evening and and every weekend. And, you know, I I did it that way my first with Virgin Atlantic, you know, researching my idea every spare hour I had.
0: I think that um, as you've been talking through that and thinking about lots of different people, some who are risk adverse, some who are not, and, you know, just all sorts of different backgrounds of, of people. One thing that I think goes through all of that that you've talked about is is resilience. Because no matter if you're risk averse, no matter what your limiting thoughts or limiting beliefs are, if you have resilience, you can achieve whatever it is that you want. And I'm a really big believer. It might be a little bit fluffy and, and woo-woo, but I'm a really big believer that if you can conceive something that you can do it because otherwise you wouldn't have been able to conceive it. Yep. And I also think that we've been fed mistruths. I don't want to say lies, but I think we've been fed mistruths um, that limiting thoughts are or limiting beliefs are something that are there to kind of get you. And, uh, you know, if you've got limiting beliefs and you don't deal with them, you're not going to achieve what, what you do anyway. But Agree. It doesn't matter who you are and what you've achieved. Every successful person has limiting thoughts and limiting beliefs, but they just go and do it anyway.
1: Absolutely. Do, do you know what? Um, it, it, or it constantly surprises me. I, I don't know why it does, and it, it probably shouldn't now. But... You know those people that you you see on your TV screens, you see on your, your, your social media, you you see them achieving amazing things. And I'll I'll, I'll give an example: Jay Morton, who was on SAS, Who Dares Wins, um, who I had a guest on my show early, earlier this year. Now he's he's a friend of mine. He's moved down here. We've been swimming in the sea together and um, having a few coffees and stuff. Um, but he said to me in, in the interview, I, I said. You know, you've just, you're just about to go and climb Everest for the second time. Then you're going to go and do K2. You know, what are you afraid of? And he was like, well, it's not spiders or or, or snakes. Um, I'm actually afraid of taking the leap and doing things. And I was like, huh Well, that doesn't make sense of what you've done. And he was like, yeah, but i do it anyway. But he said, that's what eats me up is that I doubt myself, that I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm worthy enough. I don't think I'm actually going to be able to do that. And you just think, wow, from somebody who spent – I don't know, 15 years in, in the military and special forces doing tours of Iraq and Afghanistan. And now he's with Nims Dai, you know, up in, in, in the Himalayas, climb, climbing the world's highest peaks. And he's been, you know, special operative, you know, black ops missions and things like that. And you think, wow, well, if somebody like that has limiting beliefs that that's still instilled in them from probably when he was a kid growing up, then I shouldn't feel bad about myself for having those limiting beliefs as well. I should just, you know, monkey see, monkey do, you know, take his example. He's just going and doing it, whether it's straying himself out of a helicopter or, or climbing a mountain, then screw it, let's just do it, you know, to, to quote my own podcast. I think it's, it's, you know, we, we should all do more of that, but but we don't. We don't.
0: No, we don't. And I think there's sometimes a fear of failure or a fear of judgment and a fear of, you know, Success sometimes. Sometimes that's the, the scenario. Yeah. Um but it all comes back to resilience and uh I think that's what's probably behind that screw it just do it thing is you know just having the resilience and uh maybe the stubbornness to to just go for it.
1: Um, yeah, and if and, and if you you know, to take your point there, if you don't take the risk, if you don't put yourself out there and, and do it, how are you gonna build resilience? You only build resilience by by ultimately failing falling on the floor and you just think of the you know a real obvious example like a baby learning to walk it's just like well if they first time they try to get up and walk and they fell over and hurt themselves and they didn't do it again then we'd all still just be lying on the floor wouldn't we <laughs> you know it's crazy absolutely
0: absolutely and I think that's where um, sports people who become business people have an exceptional advantage because they've often learned that resilience through training and team mm-hmm. sports yeah um, I know that was certainly the case for me, after I broke my back when I was a teenager, uh, water skiing, you know, you um, just kind of get up and you carry on. And we have a saying in my family, oh, well, just make a plan. That's the, if something right. doesn't work or something, uh, you can't figure out something. It's like, oh, well, just make a plan and yeah. uh, just do it anyway. Um, so I love, I love that. Yeah. Um, So where can people go to listen to your podcast and uh, tell us where they can find out more about Alex?
1: Uh, Yeah, so Screw It, Just Do It. It's the name of the podcast, available anywhere uh, that you you normally listen to your podcast. About to launch a brand new YouTube channel. So we've never had video before, but we've been busy recording everything on video um, to be launched this October. Um, And yeah, I'm at Alex Chisnell on all social media. at Chisnell underscore on instagram but everywhere else it's just alex chisnell
0: that's amazing alex if you've got any last parting advice for somebody who's maybe trying to work on building resilience or you know someone who's trying to get through those limiting beliefs and um, screw it just do it uh, what would you want to say to them
1: I think make a plan, as you say. So it's (laughs) far easier to get somewhere with a a, a roadmap. So, you know, I I think knowing what your goal is. So, you know, here you are at point A, where is is point B? You know, identify that um, and then reverse engineer that process. What do you need to do to get there? And you can do that by looking at people who've done that before you. If you're looking to, um, I don't know, forge it, career as a successful sports person, then look at that specific sport. If it's a business, look at that specific business. If it's, you know, write a book, if it's a launch a podcast, all those examples are already out there. Um, what's holding you back from doing that is you taking that first step. So by, you know, coming up with a plan, just reverse engineering every single step of that journey, and break it up into manageable chunks, you know. And for me, I think if you just think, And we're doing it now. We're relaunching my podcast in in October. So for reverse engineering every day, I'm doing, you know, one small action to to get us there further. So I think whatever that is, if it's if it's send that email, if it's um, send that DM, if it's read that book, uh, take that course, pick up the phone, whatever it is, um, take that first action, because. Small actions over time lead to something called momentum. And momentum leads to irresistible force. And that ultimately leads to you getting to where you want to be. Won't be in a straight line, but doesn't matter. It's all the learning of the journey is the most exciting part. I love that so
0: much because often when we're talking about vision and we're talking about, you know, doing what you want to do, sometimes these just feel like such big things. And It is sometimes when you've had the idea. So if anyone's listening and you've had an idea for a business or you've had an idea for something you want to do, taking one small action, one small step sets your intention as well. And I really believe in setting intention. So go buy that domain name or send that email or contact that book agent, Sean, and (laughs) just go for it. Take one small action today towards whatever your big vision and goal is, because Yeah, movement
1: creates momentum.
0: 100%. Alex, thank you so much. I feel like we could talk for hours, but I must let you go. So thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Really appreciate it.
0: High five. Thank you for listening to the Growth Code Podcast with me, Sean Lennigan. If you're ready to crack the growth code for your agency or consultancy business, then DM me on social media, the word growth, or email hello at workwithsian.co.uk. Let's see how I can help you navigate this wonderful, crazy journey of being a business owner and pave your path to permanent profits.